Happy Friday's Fan Morning Show, Sports at 590 fan Justin and Ailish. That week went by that week went by real fast. Yeah, that's my theory. Weeks go by fast when you do morning shows, weeks go by slow when you do afternoon shows. I don't know what's better. Hmm. For someone old like me, life passing you by in a, at, a, <laughs> at a rate where dark. just accelerating. <laughs> just like what do I want that? Do I want it to go by fast? Well, as soon not as in the it, depths of the summer, you could slow down a little well, bit. Now that it's going to be August, it's it just uh, things really ripple. I feel quickly. like you were one of the people. August one, you're like ready to turn the page on summer. Like you're you're someone who enjoys leisure, but you're also someone who's very raring to go, dedicated to what you're doing. To go into what? Well, school? every year you went back to school. I do every say I year like August. Though. You were in school. You were an athlete who was mm, doing athletic true. things. August always feels like a like a transition month. You know, the weather's starting to get a little cooler at night, which is nice. Starting to smell like there's some fall in the air. See, Sun, uh, that's, that goes I, to my theory. You're like, okay, fall's here. I'm, I'm ready has for it. Sunflowers, which I like. It's like a nice. Okay. You don't like sunflowers. No sunflowers in July? Well, like, it's like the month that, like, you know, corn, sunflowers. You know corn, yeah. Corn and yeah, sunflowers. Corn. Corn. Like, there's good, you can hit up a farmer's market for some good stuff. It's a nice month. I really do like August. You have some quaint Saturdays. Things start in to, August. yeah, like a very, it can be a quaint month. <laughs> it's the quaintest of months. It's like you soak in the final moments of summer and then September, and it's all See, that's hell the, breaks that's loose. the problem. <laughs> It's that. corn. Oh, my God. I missed that. Oh, that's, yeah. We oh, should be able to connect that. That's this going to be stuck in my head forever. Uh, they still have that on the computer? Like, they must have the weirdest buttons. Like, he just pressed the button and it's corn played. Like, I don't even know what's been my, logged in there. <sighs> I think you made my point there, though. You're looking, you're kind of like, okay, this is the end. I think we mm. need to normalize, like, we should be pushing this to mid-September. We still, that's like the best weather I'm is. not saying it's the have end. Have we had a prolonged stretch of great weather? In the Toronto area? Other than being scorching hot every, like, the last couple of days. I still feel like I haven't seen the sun. What? It's overcast every day okay, in the but city. It, mm, it was every really day. hot and sunny yesterday. It's hot. Mm, it was sunny yesterday. Okay, so we got a day. Have, can we string three Emerge or four together? from your basement. Can we string three or four together? I think we could. Yeah, you're right. Like, uh, that, that's what I like, though. Once August and September hit, it's, like, more tolerable. Like, the weather is nicer. You can, September's the best. You can do some, like, late golf, and you're not dying. You don't have to get on the course at 6.01. It's a good month, so enjoy it. We're not there yet, but it is shockingly close. Next week uh, will be the trade deadline on August 1st. Justin and I will be not doing any shows together for the next little bit because we're both taking different types of vacations that do not correspond for our on-air presence. No, and uh, yeah, it was kind of there was a little bit of a clerical error at some point. Uh, we won't say who uh, committed that clerical error, but yeah, there was there's there's no overlap between us for the next I think two weeks, which is kind of sad. So our last okay. show together for a little bit, it feels kind of dirty, right? Because we haven't been on the mornings for a while. Like one week of waking up at a five. It's not our fault. I guess it's not our fault. I mean, the vacation's a little bit our fault. But it's time you take your last vacation before NFL, NBA, oh, I'll NHL. Be another, I'll be taking another MLB. one. MLB. I got another one. Well, I'm not wasting September. That's true. You'll be gallivanting. I'll be gallivanting in September. Uh, we are getting to the point of the summer, though, at least the last four days where there's actually been news. It's like they've been 
we know this is tough times, but as soon as we leave the show, things happen. Vladimir Tarasenko signing a one-year contract. Joe, uh, Joe Carter. Joe Burrow. Ooh, looks like he sustained some sort of injury. Jalen Ramsey injury. Um, Otani had one of the best days ever in the history of sport. Mm-hmm. Things are happening, um, which is very welcomed um, for us. We'll have Frank Saravelli on at 7, Madison Shipman, 7.30, Tyler Dunn, Ty Dunn at 8 o'clock, and Heidi Watney, who's a uh, Apple TV uh, sideline reporter. Of course, tonight's game, the Angels are in town. This game is on Apple TV, one of our Apple TV games, but we'll have it on Sportsnet 590. The fan, of course, so you can tune in for his pitch at 7.07. Uh, we'll tee that up. It is a massive weekend here in Toronto because Shohei Otani is probably somewhere in the city right now. Yeah, he probably is. Resting I don't know. His I don't, head. Well, maybe I don't know. Do we have confirmation whether he'll play tonight? Probably not, eh? So let's go through yesterday because because there's reason to be like, okay, maybe a little rest. So we knew that he was scheduled to p- pitch Friday for quite a while. We were very excited about him. Kevin Gosman on the mound, head to head. Then there was a rain delay and rain out in Detroit, so they had to do a double header and Shohei pitched game one. He then played in game two, and after accomplishing feats that are unbelievable, he was seen running to first base, and he kind of held on to his rib a little bit, his side, and then was pulled for a pinch runner. So we don't know for sure on Shohei's status, and I certainly feel like there will be mixed feelings about having Shohei play this weekend. Obviously, you want to see this guy at the Rogers Center. It doesn't happen often. And the way he's performing right now is unbelievable. But you also are like, well, maybe it helped the Blue Jays get a series win if he isn't playing. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it yesterday. It's like it's a bit of a conflicting emotion because you're like desperate to see the mm-hmm. best show in baseball that has been around since maybe Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa were trading home runs with steroid-induced muscles uh, way back when. Uh, it's it just feels like it's it's something completely different here. And I guess Aaron Judge was um, in that vein last year, chasing the home run record in the American League and, of course, setting the home run record in the American League. That was part of it. But this feels bigger to me where if he's going to be on the mound, if he's going to be playing two games in your city like he did yesterday in Detroit, it is the day at the ballpark uh, in that respective city. So, yeah, we're pretty fired up to see him pitch or when we thought he was going to pitch. Um, it is Lucas Giolito now, though, Rogers so Center. you do get to see a new face uh, for the Angels. Uh, yeah, uh, there'll all be new faces <laughs> for me because I, I don't stay up and watch <laughs> the Angels every night, so it's going to be a lot of new faces for me. Uh, but yeah, we'll see if Giolito can help them uh, whatsoever. But like, does it really matter if Shohei Otani isn't playing? If he's not in the lineup tonight, is anyone getting all that fired up about it? Mm. Nah, maybe. But like, it's it's not what it was billed to be, and it's certainly not what those people who were desperate for tickets, paying what three, four, five. 10 times the amount of money Mm -hmm. that it was worth face value in order to see Shohei Otani do what he did yesterday, which is both pitch and hit. So I I don't even know if he's going to be in the lineup based on the injury or what the little discomfort and the fact that he played how many innings yesterday. Uh, I guess it would have been in the, I guess it would have been 16 because he got pulled after the seven. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, it's, it's not what it was supposed to be, but if Shohei is going to hit the field this weekend, which he is, it's going to be a great opportunity for Blue Jays fans to see the best player in baseball. Okay. So Shohei yesterday um, did some, I feel like we say this, we can say this often, did something never seen in baseball before something unbelievable, but yesterday was truly special Um, by three 26 PM. Shohei Otani threw the final pitch 
of a shutout complete game. His first ever in the MLB. Um, 71 strikes on 111 pitches. Full nine innings for a 6 nothing win. By 4.45 p.m., Shohei Otani hit his league-leading 37th home run in Game 2 against the Detroit Tigers. Ends up hitting two home runs in that game. Mm-hmm. So within a few hours, he does two things that not many people do once in their career. Throw a complete game and hit two home runs in one game. He is, we talked about this yesterday, they've confirmed possibly the presence of alien life form. Not even possibly, they've pretty much confirmed it. And we just we see still it. not reading those articles. We see way. it in Shohei Otani because yesterday was maybe one of the best single day performances from an athlete. Uh, I guess. I mean, is it really fair to say is it because uh, you and I don't have like every documented day in baseball for hundred plus years? Well, in I'm our, sure in, in 1891 brains. somebody hit 73 yeah. home runs in no, a game. No, but in 1971, <laughs> I mean, Rick Wise. Is taking exception to anyone saying it's the best day in baseball history because the Phillies pitcher in 1971 threw a no-hitter and hit two home runs in the same game. Wow. Which is objectively better, right? That is like, I know Otani did the same thing without the no-no. He gave up one hit. That's another part. One hit. One hit. I, I mean, it's just ridiculous. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I guess you could make the argument that's the best day in baseball history because he did that. He did it over two days, lots of impact, whatever. But I don't think you can – I don't think anyone's ever touching Rick Hey, Wise. he's still alive. Let's no, get him no, on the show. No, no, and two home runs he's 77. in one game. Shohei Otani did go 0 for 5 in the first game at the plate. I mean, I get the one-hit complete game shutout, but Rick Wise has the number one day ever in baseball for me. Okay, well, a close second. I'm just looking at Rick Wise's life here. Yeah, from Portland, won the Little League World Series. and He's a winner, serial he's a winner. winner. Everywhere Rick he goes, Wise. Rick Wise wins. He's still alive. Get him on the show. Okay, so maybe not the best ever, but how about the best in my – I wasn't alive during this game. I think that's probably a I safe assumption. I think that's more fair. Um, I really hope we get a chance to see him tonight, but it did raise a great question of, you know, you are in Toronto, you're in the Toronto area. Let's say Shohei was available to pitch tonight, play this weekend. We don't know for sure about uh, the second part of that, but is he the guy in sport right now that you're dishing out money, you're changing your plans to come see live in action? Is he the top of that list of must-see athletes right now? I guess, I I mean, yeah, but I didn't. So is he really? Like, you know, I I wasn't lining up to pay the $250. And that's fair. I think the context for, you didn't either. I told you I have a wedding this weekend. I almost didn't go. So waiting Friday or Saturday? Wedding Friday or Saturday? The wedding is Saturday, but there's a Friday oh, so rehearsal is there, is there dinner. Any, is there any athlete, rehearsal dinner Friday any night. that'll have you cancel or not go to a rehearsal okay, dinner. This is a wedding. Showing it's a little different. Get to out that of level. town wedding. I am part of the wedding party. I have to be there for You're part the, of the wedding party? I have to be there okay. for the Friday night rehearsal dinner. I Trust me, I had this conversation internally. And I said, okay. is okay. there a way right. I can skip the important rehearsal dinner to not... Yeah, I couldn't. Okay, so part of it... I would have. I told I want to go see Joe. Okay, okay. So he's okay, there. Yeah, yeah. I, I, not, clearly not for me because I didn't do it. But I will say, the best thing about Shoei Otani is there's, there is a little bit of magic, right? Yeah, a little like, bit. Like 24 hours after the Angels say, hey, we're keeping you, mm-hmm. he has the best day in baseball history of at least our lifetimes, we think. Again, not sure, but pretty... Pretty confident. So I, I feel like there's just something to him. The World Baseball Classic strikes out his teammate Mm. in the biggest moment with it all on the line. His last start uh, in Japan uh, ever 
was the last time he threw a complete game mm-hmm. shutout. His 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 farewell in Japan was a complete game shutout. I mean, there's just something about him and the stage and the moment. So if he gets to that stage, if he's on your stage, the opportunity or the possibility for him to do something brilliant, something memorable is there. And that's why he is at the top of that list. Where if you had to spend your dollars, let's say you had one event you could go to, that's all that's in the budget. Is he the guy? Is he the guy in Toronto that you're going to see before everyone else? I feel like there's a really, really good argument for him being that. Yeah, five ninety five ninety. I think this will stir up some conversation. Um, I mean, obviously, there's a different level of like tier of events. Obviously, if I had if I had one hundred dollars to go see a sporting event, different story. If I had any sporting event, I could go see. Probably go see the Super Bowl. Probably go see World Series game. But someone coming into our city, I think Shoei's like one or two. Like, I mean, I'd be, I'm interested to see like Victor Webinyama when he comes this year. It's different though because I have. I haven't seen him at a professional level. There's mm-hmm. a lot of intrigue. Is he going to be the Victor Wembanyama that has been a generational, life-changing athlete that we'll never see again? Well, I feel like we're already see- we are seeing that with Shohei. So I would buy the ticket because I know what I'm going to say from it. See from it. You mentioned he's a magic around Shohei. I, I kind of expect that. I don't really know. You know, Victor Wembanyama could be the guy, but he could be the guy in like two or three years, right? So. It isn't as like instant, put the credit card down. I will be intrigued if the opportunity arises where he's in town this year. I would like to see him, but I would probably put Shohei higher than that. Then there's like legacy athletes. Like when Sid comes into town, I would love to see Sidney Crosby play. Mm-hmm. Um, LeBron at a point would be up there for me. Maybe not as much anymore. But right now in their prime hot ticket item, it's probably Shohei for me. Yeah, I think it depends a little well, bit Messi. on Messi. The... How about Messi? If obviously Me- if Messi Miami came up here, like we're gonna sell our kidneys to go. Like people <laughs> will be insane. No, I might be okay on the couch. People we're, will be my, insane. My comfort zone on the couch. People will literally they'll they'll do extreme things. Yeah, Messi is definitely on my list. I, I think there's an important thing there. Uh, I think the most important distinction when having this like discussion is they have to be playing in Toronto as a visiting athlete because like. If you could throw me into a Wimbledon final, I'm going to take that over like that. Yeah, we're no, we're talking Toronto sport. So, so the, the, an athlete coming to your city, you're forking yes, over the dollars would, to go yeah, see them. Yeah, because I would obviously go to Wimbledon too. I go to the Super Bowl. I go to the World Cup or I go to the Olympics. No, not allowed. I actually think it is, I think it is Shohei for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm not the biggest ballpark goer going. Generally, yeah, not. Yeah, you don't that's go to just, many games. That's just, uh, that's, yeah, I'm, I'm not, not going to many games. I don't go to many games, period. But, like, that's where you're seeing something completely different. If the get-off-my-couch athletes, I'll just throw them at you. Shohei, Connor McDavid, and Sid, I'm yeah. still get off my couch for those mm-hmm. two. Leo Messi, I would go to that game if given that op- the opportunity. And there's no way that they're going to play in Canada. But Patrick Mahomes, I'd like to see. If I could see mm-hmm. him up close and personal, I would like to see it. Just because it is... A little bit different. Uh, you know, we have the National Bank Open coming up. Djokovic is not going to be there. Alcaraz, I'm I'm thinking, is going to be there. Yeah, so far. I think Federer was that guy. Like, if I could catch Federer late, I didn't get the opportunity to. I think it would be interesting. And a lot of this is quality of seat to see the best tennis player in the world mm-hmm. play. But I think venue is a big thing. Like, uh, the Wimbledon stakes for me would be like superseding those things. So I was trying, I couldn't figure out, it's funny you mentioned Victor Wemayama because I couldn't figure out who I'd want to see from the NBA. 
Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot like not even Shay. Well, I'd love to, but there is there are like a lot of athletes who would get my attention mm-hmm. if I was in a really good seat. I, there are there are like maybe half the teams in the NBA would be like, oh, I would definitely I would definitely be into that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if there's one guy who's I can like pinpoint. Is it LeBron before LeBron goes? Is it Jokic just because Jokic is a unicorn? And mm-hmm. is it Shea just because I love Shea? I'm not really sure, but I feel like the sport that would get me there in quality of seats. Not saying courtside, but quality. There's a lot of basketball players that meet that criteria, I think, for me. And I didn't think about Victor Wembanyama, but that's an interesting one, too. Well, for our hypothetical, let's just say you have a good seat in any venue. You know, you're in the 100s, you're behind home plate, you get a nice center court view, you can sit wherever you want, the TFC supporter section or not. You can see Chad Kelly, Swag Kelly. Anywhere you want. He plays in our city every day. We, uh, yeah, though. I don't think we could add him because we could <laughs> literally go anytime. And yeah. I don't think either of us have been to an Argo game I yet. I have been to an Argo game. This year? No. So, yeah. I mean, you haven't seen Chad Kelly in the flesh. Maybe that's, maybe we, maybe we're just not on to it yet. Mm. We know about the, you know, we know about Swag Kelly. But we didn't, do we know what it looks like in person? Clearly not yet. Maybe that would change our tune a bit. So, Jeffy from Rockwood, Tiger at the Masters, of course, but... The context it has to be in your city. You're not traveling, but if Tiger was playing at the Canadian Open, I would lo- I would follow Tiger. One hundred percent. It would percent. be a zoo. It would be. And I was watching the 3M Open yesterday. There's no one there. Like that is the opportunity to go follow your favorite golfer mm-hmm. somewhere other than Toronto in the Canadian yeah. Open because it's a pretty. It's busy at the what Canadian Open. What was that tournament to... that was over in Rochester? It was like two weeks either before or after the Canadian Open. I was like, I might just drive down to this. It was like some random PGA event. It was honestly like three Were there, like, hours. Good names there? Yeah. I was like, I could just go strut around there you and go. S- Syracuse or something. But, but like go. the number one attraction in golf right now is Rory. We mm-hmm. could have saw Rory. A lot of people did. We, we saw his I guess figure we were there. in the background. And the, yeah, but like it wasn't like, oh my God, we got to go see Rory and watch every shot. That wasn't the vibe for us. So I don't know if we could put a golfer on that list. I, for me, it would be Tiger, but that doesn't seem like it's going to happen. Um, Brad from Barry says FIFA 2026 tickets are going to be hot. It's going to be insane. Yeah, they, yeah. I still can't believe I mean, I, that there I will Killian be games Mbappe here. on my list, mm-hmm. but I'm like Killian Mbappe comes over to Toronto to play in a game. It's an exhibition. It's not going to be the full experience. But if you would still go, for sure. If there was, if there was any, if I could book myself into any event over the next ten years, yep. it would be the best game at the World Cup played at BMO Field. A good yeah. seat, like the biggest, whatever it's hey, going to be. Play your cards right. We could go. Maybe we're going to have to put in some media credentials. Uh, hey, that's ASAP. a good idea. We should do that. But then we got to like do work. I don't care. I'll do work to go watch a World Cup game that's yeah, going to cost too. hundreds of dollars to I view. I would too. But if, if I had to like lock myself into something, maybe it would be a playoff game, but they're not guaranteed. But I think it would be a FIFA World Cup game just because you're seeing something completely different. Rob from Markham says, if Shohei isn't pitching and hitting in the same game, I'd rather see, see Mookie Betts or Ellie De La Cruz. Messi would be pretty awesome Ellie too. Ellie De La Cruz, I, uh, oh. I might be on, I might, that, you might be on the list. That's a them. good one. They don't come to Toronto this year. I don't or, think so. Yeah, I don't see them. I don't remember seeing them in the future of the schedule. That guy's electric. He is. It is fun because there's. I it, feel like there's a lot of young talent. Like we'll see him. We'll see Victor Wembanyama. We'll see. Yeah, uh, we'll see Connor Bedard. Connor Bedard could be one. This year, when the Blackhawks come to town, are we not trying to go see Connor Bedard in person? It's going to be a circus. Generational. I don't, know, I don't know if it's going to be a circus. Life changing. Yeah, maybe I'm not giving Justin, him credit. Maybe I'm not giving like him credit. He's like the credit. next. But if, if, okay, center ice, 
five rows up, best seats in the house for a Leaf game. You'd and it's Connor McDavid, McDavid or Connor McDard- Bedard. I'm probably still going McDavid. Really? Uh, no, I give. I want to see just, the young oh, pup. He could be just okay. Yeah, but you don't know that until you see him. But I know I'm going to be like, wow, that's the standard. And well, I, I already and played I'm against Connor McDavid, and I burned him on a toe drag, you cut did. to the net. So I don't need to see him because, like, I'll leave him in my dust again. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think, as as much as it was still Connor McDavid, I I feel like this is more of the Kylian Mbappe exhibition Mm. thing where it wasn't quite 100%. Don't belittle my accomplishments. Close, like 90%. Okay, what about uh, when this new women's league comes to town, women's hockey league? Mm -hmm. Who's the one women's hockey player that you're like, oh, I want to go see? Well, you know who it is. It's me, Marie, me? but the, the world championship was also just in Brampton. I and didn't did go, go, so I'm going to be speaking out about. I didn't go. I know. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I went to. I bo- didn't go. Multiple games. You went. So who are you going to see? Hmm. I would go. I mean, it's weird for me because I like can see them anytime. But yeah, I mean, it's. What do you mean it's weird for you? No, but it's like, not Marie. It is. I think it's Marie for sure, especially on this, uh, not the end of her career, but like, you know, she's quite accomplished. You never mm-hmm. know how long I play for. But I'm hoping to go to every game. So. It's a little different. But there's lots of young talent, too. I don't know. Just all of them. <laughs> Support them. All of them. Wear a jersey with, like, all their numbers. Is that how it's going to go? We used to have... Are you going to be, like, a season ticket holder for the Toronto team? Is that how it's going to go? I hope I'm working. I hope oh. we get, I hope Sportsnet can secure those rights. You might have to get into the negotiating table. Make I just sure want to go down. and, like, be there. Just want to embrace it. Anyway. Uh, Women's World Cup, if it was in town, yeah, I'd love to see the Canadian girls, of course. They've played games they're here, coming. Though. They're coming to Toronto late in summer, right? Yeah, we should go. So we, you got to go. All right, send it in 590-590. It seems like the consensus here is Shohei. If you got to see a game where a guy pitched and hit in the same game, it'd be so cool. It'd be so cool. I've th- never seen that, of the course. Key, the key for me is you're seeing something that you're not otherwise going to see. And I guess with, like, Aaron Judge, you can see a guy hit a home run in a Yankees uniform. Remember when he hit a special one at Rogers Center? Yeah. It's it's exciting. It's exciting for sure. But you are, with Shohei, it's, like, maybe the only time in your life that you're going to see someone actually do this. And that's why Friday night was so exciting, and that's why it's a bit of a bummer that he's not pitching and may not play in tonight's game at all. Well, tonight's game is on Apple TV+. Plus. You can catch all the action here on Sportsnet 590. The fan, however, uh, not Shohei on the mound, but new LA Angel Lucas Giolito, who was traded on Wednesday and is now making the start tonight. And I believe it is still Kevin Gosman on the mound for the Blue Jays. Um, I mean, it was going to be a pretty electric showdown, and it still will be. Uh, Kevin Gosman's uh, our ace. See what he's got. Big, uh, big series this weekend. For both teams. Um, we'll see the Shohei updates. Maybe we'll get one today. Probably be later in the day, so we won't have it. But stay tuned because if they make any announcements about his well-being, we will know. And we will share that. Uh, let us know if you're going down to the ballpark. If you head, head down there, if you got tickets to see the show. Get it? Nice. <laughs> okay. And send in your picks at 590-590. There's someone that you must get off your couch, like Justin, to go see who is it. All right, we had NHL news, and we'll talk more with Frank Saravelli about this uh, at 7 a.m. But the Ottawa Senators have ended the Vladimir Tarasenko search. Sweepstakes? <laughs> Can sweepstakes? you call it sweepstakes when it drags on no, and it seems it, like there's very little interest a, across the league? It was such an anticlimactic. Oh, that's it? Your $5 million one-year thing for the uh, Sens after you had, like, fired your 
your um, agent and it mm-hmm. was dr- drama filled because he valued himself higher and he gets a one-year contract, kind of bet on yourself with the Sens. And the cap goes up next year and maybe scores a couple goals and he gets a big deal at the end of the season. But this is a, a lot to lot to bet on. Yeah, I'm kind of not really holding my breath. There's mm-hmm. been a lot of players who have tried the, uh, maybe not a lot of players, but it seems like there's been like a bit of a common theme where semi-accomplished players, I mean, obviously Tarasen goes beyond that, but players go to Ottawa expecting to mm-hmm. enhance value, expected to be what they were in a different spot. I mean, this could go as far back as Evgeny Dadanov when he played with uh, Barkov or oh, Huberdo, and he one. was just absolutely rolling in Florida, gets a big deal with Ottawa, and there's nothing there. Debrinkat <laughs> goes, and mm. it's not the same as Patrick Kane. And now I guess they're trying it with Vladimir Tarasenko. Uh, he's had a weird he's had a weird summer, as you mentioned. He's had a weird career. He's got a weird uh, story. Like His every... hockey DB is strange to look at, eh? And it's, it is strange, but it's also, like, accomplished, and you can also easily mm-hmm. make an excuse for what happened. I mean, he ran into injuries, and he hasn't been the same yeah. player since he ran into some injuries. But he's only 31. He's won a Stanley Cup. He was, at one point, one of the most productive goal scorers in the league. It looked like he had a deal in Carolina, and like, well, you're going to go there and score 35, and, and, and that's exactly what that team needs. It doesn't happen for whatever reason. And now he goes to Ottawa, and he's going to play with really good players in Ottawa. But do I think Ottawa has changed their DNA at all this summer? Do I think they're a challenge, really, to a great team in the Atlantic Division, of which they are many? Not really. I just feel like they're stagnant. And just adding a guy like Tarasenko, despite it being very low risk, because it's only $5 million, I don't even think it fills the Debrinkat shoes. So Mm -hmm. where is this Ottawa team other than hopefully upgrading their goaltending? It just seems like they need to do something. As much as we talk in Toronto about how... Maybe this mix just doesn't work. There's a mix in Ottawa, which is still young, which is still ultra-talented, which still has all these guys locked up long-term, and you think it's going to age really well, but, like, where's the kickstart? What's going to push them in that Mm. direction? I, excuse me, just don't think it's Vladimir Tarasenko. He's a six-time 30-goal scorer, so he had a little consistency there. And he was scoring 30 goals before 30 goals was, like, completely in vogue, right? right? Like, everyone scores 30 goals now, it seems. Five years ago, six, seven years ago, it was a little harder to score six. No, he, I goals. remember him being a very dominant force in the multiple teams that he's played for. Um, see, you ask like where we're at with Ottawa. I was excited about Ottawa last year because they were like the young upstart team. It felt like they were turning a corner. They were almost like what the Baltimore Orioles surprised us. Like they came mm-hmm. out of nowhere. They had a young farm system that was really good. It, I'm not saying that they're the same, but this is like kind of what I hoped that they, they got would, a lot of young. Yeah, well, you're right. Saying, they got a lot of young like players. What very I talented. kind of hoped that they mm-hmm. would be like the Ottawa Senators. I'm trying to figure it out, but they have. I'm pretty sure they had a hell of a lot of draft picks. Mm-hmm. If they, they if they just go, like I feel like they're in. They're, they need to figure out their lane way, right? Like they're getting good young talent, just like the Orioles were. But something clicked for them. Now the Orioles are like one of the best, hottest teams in baseball. Those young guys are putting together record seasons. They're fun to watch. Their fan base has gone all in on them. I feel like the Ottawa Senators have, have like 65% of that mold right now. And they're close to making a jump to really be that team. And I don't know what that missing piece is. Is it Vladimir Tarasenko? Eh, maybe. But they're close. Like they have the the blueprint. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Ottawa's. I do see the similarities. 
uh, especially with Baltimore, like maybe I'm not giving enough credit That's to it, what they've done sure. from uh, just being from a starting pitching uh, standpoint. Like it feels like they are winning despite their starting pitching just mm. a, a little bit. And Ottawa, though, they cannot win despite the goaltending. L- looking over defense and goaltending, like they have Thomas Shabbat, they acquired Jacob Chikrin. But other than that, and they're waiting on Jake Sanderson, he's been the stud, and he was great. But even though you had Shabbat, who's a really good defenseman, and Jake Sanderson, who probably exceeded expectations in his rookie year, you added Chikrin midseason, it still feels like they don't have enough on defense because that's the thing that's killed them. They have not been able to keep the puck out of their own net due to goaltending and their defensive core. Have they improved it a little bit? Does Jacob Chikrin full year probably help things? 100%. It's just, it feels like with all this young talent up front, they couldn't match that on the back end, even with Sanderson. And I don't know if they're – I'm still not confident they're going to be able to keep the puck out of their own net because that's just – not much has changed. And you're just relying exclusively on internal improvement. It's a lot to ask, especially when you've already got more than you probably should have last year out of a guy like Jake Sanderson. So we'll see. Like do they have a Gunnar Henderson or an Adley Rutschman? Like maybe not, but they have young Tim studs. Brady Kachuk are the, pretty are your... Rutschman and Henderson-like. Even beyond, mm-hmm. maybe. Mm-hmm. At least in terms of their establishment. Maybe the Soriel Senators' uh, parallel is a little... <laughs> we're going a little too far down the rabbit hole. But they... I just meant, like, sometimes when I look at a team, I the way that the Baltimore Orioles surprised me and they built quietly and then came to fruition and dominance is what I hoped... And hoped it sounds past tense, but I mean, that kind of felt like that was going to be last year. Maybe they still have that pathway. Well, here's one difference. Ottawa thought they were there before they were there mm-hmm. and went out and added yeah. some veterans. No, their have, timelines are a little off. They now have, I mean, their third and fourth highest earning forwards, if you don't count Josh Norris, who is on IR, are Claude Giroux and Vladimir Tarasenko. Mm-hmm. And those guys are not what they were eight years ago. It's just a fact. And they are making a combined $11.5 So we'll see how that works out. I don't know if they have a lot left in the tank. If they have anything left in the tank, it should be pretty good. Mm-hmm. But if those guys are just going to be soaking up 11 and a half, then maybe they weren't the wisest investments. And maybe they're not ready to compete in the Atlantic Division. I just hope, I think it, we just want the Battle of Ontario to get spicier yeah, every year. Yeah, you keep saying you hope Ottawa. I'm like, what's going on? Why are you hoping Ottawa? Well, I just like, I like the... But that's the key. I like the Battle of Ontario. And I like it, there's more competitive teams. Like when the Sabres started to get red, red out and Tage Thompson was the best player in the league for multiple weeks, mm-hmm. at least that we were seeing every day here in this division. Okay, Connor McDavid, I know Something exists. New. It was nice. It was new. It was a different rival. It wasn't just like Boston Bruins and Tampa Bay Lightning are going to run away with this thing. So I like when other teams come into their own and have their moment. So yeah, Ottawa, Buffalo, like I'm not and cheering long, for them, but I'm interested uh, no, in their I development. Just, I was just uh, I was just kidding. But I was uh, you know, how long have we been during enduring this playoff format? I don't know. Too long. Close to 10 years? <laughs> Maybe not quite. But we still haven't seen what we were supposed to see, which was a battle of Ontario in yes, the playoffs. That's what like, I Like, oh, want. this is going to be awesome. But we haven't seen it. We just see the same thing over and over again, which is either Boston or Tampa mm-hmm. and Tampa playing Boston and uh, has, there, has there been any other real variation? Like, when's the last time Ottawa, Buffalo, Detroit made the playoffs? Never. Like, when Carolina started to come on the scene and where they were the bunch of jerks and they were winning and they were developing and their talent was surprising, Manny, that was nice to see as someone that lives on the East Coast and sees the same teams all the time, right? Like, I wanted to see other teams challenge. And so that's been fun. So maybe it is time for Buffalo or Ottawa 
but it doesn't seem like it's. You know. It may be with Boston. Boston might take a step back. There you go. Tampa's uh, keeps bleeding talent a little bit. I mean, it says a lot about where Toronto should be. Mm-hmm. Are they going to take advantage of it? I'm just not convinced either Buffalo, Detroit, or Ottawa is ready. I just don't. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, we got Frank Valley at 7 a.m. Weird maybe, day. Maybe in you can the, tell us. Weird day in the NFL. Very weird day. Um, obviously, training camps have opened, and that sometimes is scary season for injuries. Obviously, these guys train all off season, but it's a little different when. Yeah, it gets me nervous um, because well, yesterday was a tough one. Um, Jalen Ramsey out six to eight weeks after suffering a knee injury during practice on Thursday. So that happens first in the day. He needs surgery to repair his meniscus, but his ACL remains intact. I still don't know. You're a knee guy. You did kinesiology. How you can get surgery on something and still like not be ruled out, but it's a knee. Like knees freak me out. I don't. There's too many muscles well, in there. Muscle. There's too ligaments, many ligaments, ligaments and stuff yeah. like at ACL, MCL. Well, it, it depends on the tear. Did you rip it in half or do you a little, you know, a little bit of a stretch on it? Anyway, depends. he com- he. Collided with Tyreek Hill. Um, that's tough. So six to eight weeks to start their season, Dolphins will be out without him. Then later in the day, like within one hour, Joe Burrow. <clears throat> sorry, I'm getting emotional. <laughs> Joe Burrow also carted off the field. So everyone's panicking because obviously it's Joe Burrow. Um, and you just saw what happened to Jalen Ramsey. Then you see what happens to Joe Burrow. He's carted off after like this calf injury. He's mid-throw. And he's like getting out of the pocket and all of a sudden it looks like it seizes up and he's hopping and he's hopping and he falls to his leg. And you're like, oh my God, Joe Burrow. Anyway, and then the NFL network was like, breaking news. Like it got nerve wracking. Mm -hmm. Anyway, sounds like he's. Nerve wracking because it looked. It looked terrible. Exactly like an Achilles. A blown Achilles is exactly what it looked like. And they said calf and it's like, okay, Mm. we kind of know it's calf. The Achilles is kind of near the calf. It's right there. It is the calf. uh, The first thing I thought was Achilles. The attachment with the calf. Uh, So pretty important. um, But I guess. Sounds like he's okay. He's okay. But if you do a a non-contact injury, you're not near anyone. You're just running. Spooky. That's the type of stuff that is dicey. So I I, can, let's just hope. Because Joe Burrow, we're talking about attractions, guys you want to see. Joe Burrow's top of the list. Top three, at least. I think maybe there's only only one more you could say. Mm. Maybe two. It's Alan Burrow, Mahomes. Is there anyone else? I think that's the truth. It's probably those three. So uh, Burrow. It would be if, devastating. If you miss Burrow for an NFL season, no. it is devastating, not just for the fans. Sell the team. But for the <laughs> NFL, for the Bengals, for the for what the AFC playoffs is going to look like. Like, it would be brutal. So hopefully he's okay. It does sound like he's okay. He gave the thumbs up. He just said, like, uh, you know, a strained. Is it strained or sprained? I want to make sure I get it right. If it's a muscle, it's strained. Okay. See, look at you. Good thing we got you uh, the doctor. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good, huh? <laughs> Justin Cuthbert, Dr. Cuthbert, knows the difference between strains and sprains. Um, but it is all eyes on what happens with these guys. Uh, we will have our guy Ty Dunn on at 8 a.m. Um, he's a, a national NFL writer, founder of GoLongTD.com. Remember when I told you the Bills fans are the smartest? I'm going to bring that up with him tomorrow or today. Um, okay, but then second part of the weird day was Sean Payton. I love this. Okay, so I love this. Why so don't you much. tee it up? Because you really wanted to talk about this. Okay, so this I is agree. like the biggest, the biggest evisceration ever in the coaching community. 
ever because ever. coaches don't take shots at other coaches, right? Like sometimes there's little war words, but like that's why you're in like, like a playoff series and yeah. things are tense and you're still trying to coach for the next game. You don't normally hear guys go after guys, coaches go after coaches preseason. Yeah, like unprompted. Go, go after guys who are already not dead, but dead in terms of NFL coaching. Mm-hmm. Like Nathaniel Hackett, yes, hired. Highly hireable, you might even say. But he's not going to be a head coach, I don't think, in the in the NFL again ever. But Sean Payton is not going to just let his corpse be. <laughs> he's going right after him. And I, I wonder why he did it. He said uh, in a conversation with USA Today, he called the work of Nathaniel Hackett and his staff with the 2022 Broncos, of which Payton is now the coach, mm-hmm. one of the worst coaching jobs <laughs> in the history of the NFL. And he said, everything I heard about last season we're doing the opposite. Like I've, n- there's a lot of layers to this because of course it was bad. Like remember Nathaniel had Hackett had to like he add someone to just like manage the clock it at some brutal. point last year. He didn't know how to be an NFL head coach. He is maybe only an asset in the, the coaching world because Aaron Rodgers loves him and actually brought him to New York jets. Mm-hmm. And because he's now with the jets, Peyton was also taking shots at the jets. Uh, just kind of unprompted. I guess he was asked about it, but like, he, he said, uh, and they, they meet in week five, that they were trying to win the offseason. We're not trying to do that. So he's going after this guy, multi-layered attack at Nathaniel Hackett. And I kind of, like, I don't understand completely why <laughs> he's doing it. Of course, he wants to, like, protect his guys and say, you guys aren't the problem for your mm-hmm. terrible season. What, do they win five games? I'm not really sure. But they were brutal, and they were expected to be really good after spending all that money and all that capital to get Russell Wilson. You were expected to be a good team. But Nathaniel Hackett did let them down to a certain extent, but they also were let down by themselves. So Sean Payton coming in here and saying, don't worry, you weren't the problem. They were the problem. You're still a great team. Like I sort of understand that, but I talk about fat and happy a lot. Sean Payton might just be fat and happy where he's signed. He signed a massive contract. I I don't have the number, but I will look it up in a second here. Sean Payton signed a legacy deal for an NFL head coach. The Denver Broncos had to back the Brinks truck into his driveway. $18 million a year. $18 million a year for a head coach on a multi-year deal. So he's he doesn't have to work again after this job. So he can just burn everything to the ground if he so chooses. So I feel like there's like, okay, I don't have to worry about anything. I can but say whatever. But if you're whatever. fat and happy, you I'm don't, fat and happy. You don't bring the eyes all on you to start a season. You haven't even had a preseason game yet. Like you're asking for an entire season of eyes on you yeah, now right. because you you're called right. out the guy that's his body's not even cold yet and you've called him out and you've eviscerated him and you've you've basically tried to support Russell Wilson as much like there were 20 dirty hands around Russell Wilson is what he said 20 dirty hands everything that you did for Russell Wilson was wrong and you're putting a eyes on Russell Wilson to you know have a completely different mm-hmm. turnaround. Well, that's pressure for him, but also you're saying that the reason he sucked last year was because of Nathaniel Hackett. So you're basically saying that he should be back to full form this year. Yeah, because he's putting a lot of pressure on himself and Russell. I got less on Russell, no, no, Russell no, but I, he's putting on himself. I like, I will change everything. A hell of a lot of pressure on himself and a lot of eyeballs on him after he's calling out the Jets for being a media PR circus all last season. Why would you come out and say this if? You're now the meat. Like, we're talking about this in Toronto. You don't think everybody on their networks in the NFL this morning are talking about Sean Payton and Sean Payton's got to put a target on his back. And 
you know, Nathaniel Hack is just like, whatever, leave me alone. Like, <laughs> why are you talking about me? Like, get my, get like, he's living in your head rent free. But I think that if you're fat and happy, you don't even bring this up. Yeah, you're probably right. You're just like, oh, whatever, we're excited for the new season. Like, last year didn't go the way that the team wanted. Excited to bring a new voice in. It's going to be a different system instead of literally tearing apart this man. So I think the number one thing is defense of Russ here. But he's also been kind of critical, cryptically, mm-hmm. of Russ since taking over. He even took away, like, apparently Russell Wilson just had a bunch of people around oh, him like that posse. were like, yes, man, that, like, you know, he had, like, his nutrition. Like, he had everyone, Russell Wilson, I don't know if hired, whatever. But he got rid of those people as mm-hmm. well. So he is definitely exerting his power here. All I know is this is going to be, it was ultimately ultimate boomer bust last year too mm-hmm. like they were I, I don't know if we were talking about them realistically super bowl but we were thinking like could they hang with the chiefs i thought they were gonna, gonna be could they be an elite team twice as good as they were because they were they were billed as hey we're just a quarterback away mm-hmm. with a really talented defense some playmakers on offense you bring russell wilson in everything's gonna be good uh so it, it does feel like last year was boomer bust but this year it feels more so than anything. Like, he's either a king or he's the next Nathaniel Hackett. Exactly. There's two ways this goes. It either is so devastating for Sean Payton, and he then is fat and happy where he's just taking his money and may or may not be coaching the Denver Broncos, or it goes unbelievably well, where that potential was there, and this is a really accomplished, really good coach, and they're going to have a great season. I did put a bet on him a couple months ago. Uh, Coach of the year, Sean Payton. Well, he's coming in with some I like fire. This. You just need, you know, you need some attention, and he's already asking for but that you attention, wa- which you, I like. You talk the talk. You better walk the walk. Like, what's going to shut everyone up? Winning games. And Russell Wilson looking 50% of Russell, what Russell Wilson. Like, he, he last year he was like 1% of who he is as a player. Knowing what we know now, which is true, but what percentage blame between Hackett and Wilson for you? Like, again, mm-hmm. I'm not asking you to go through all the tape of, like, just off the top of your head. Because clearly... Okay, well, the key was set up... Clearly Hackett was a disaster. That's it. Like, but Russell Wilson was a disaster. 100%. But, I mean, so it's a, it's a tandem. Egg. It's a tandem, and the coach can only do so much for the player. Like, the player's the one out there. But if you're not setting them up for success, I mean, maybe it's... A, 70 30 70 30 that yeah but that seems too high i think it could be 60 40 i think 60 40 60 40 is more sense peyton maybe he just maybe he knows maybe he knows there's gonna be something good here he better but putting, he literally better justin he yeah, they better come out and win the first he, five games of the season just like another opportunity for me for him to be like look at me look what i did look how bad it was and look how good it is now so you love this i love like a preseason narrative because, you know, week five, we're going to be, this is the game to watch. I love it too, because as much as like people, people say like the NFL never stops. The NFL is always interesting. It hasn't been, it's never interesting in the off season for me. Like it never is. It goes very we get, quiet. Like what's the big story? Stefan Diggs may or may not be happy in Buffalo. Like I don't, I'm so tired of that. But the, and once they he gets blow it on out the field, proportion because there's be nothing happy else. He, yeah. Once he gets on the field, he'll be happy if he's catching touchdowns and he's going to whine if Josh Allen can't find him. Yeah. That's just, that's how it goes every year. And everybody will panic because he's you need him happy or else the season goes downhill. So that's why we've talked, like, we didn't even talk about it too much because it, like, it, like, it happens every year. Yeah. And, I mean, we'll have Ty Dunn on who's covering the Bills um, quite closely. So, like, what's just the Sparks notes of it? <laughs> Are this, they good or are they not good? This is the best story of the NFL offseason for me. This is. Man, like, a big target on your back, though. Week five. Already putting that in the wake and rake. I don't know who's going to. I almost think that. 
But let's see how the beginning of the season goes. We got, yeah, we got to see how it goes. We got to see Rodgers play in a different, uh, for yeah, a different yeah, team. Yeah. I mean, they should be really good. Mm-hmm. If both teams are really good, that week five It'll game be is so going to be fun. awesome. Yeah. It'll be so fun. Um, we're in a fantasy football league together this year. We are. Very excited for that. You got the call in for the Sports at 590, the fan team. I wonder if we'll have a week five matchup. Ooh. Are you a good fantasy football guy? Like, you take it seriously? Like, you set your lineups? You, you're on the waiver wire? I'm not as diligent as I used to be. Surprise. I got my... I got whooped into smithereens. You did. You I can't talk. I got embarrassed last year. And I came on here after the draft, and I was like, my team is sick. I was so fired up. I was in last place for... How many weeks? 14 weeks. How many There's weeks actually no excuse. You're up early every morning. I know the waiver wire Justin, probably works on a I clock waiver thing. wired every week and I got nothing. But if there's a free agent pool at any point where nothing. no one touches the waiver wire, you should be able to put your lineups together before even anyone wakes Legitimately, up. Legitimately, before I would even get out of bed, I was waiver wiring. I was, you I got a was draft so, better. yeah, and the draft was terrible. Draft was terrible. I think I got last pick, and we do a snake draft, so I would get like you know ten, eleven, and come back, and it would come back to me, and I was like just brutal. Anyway, I was last place in the league until the very last weekend, and then someone who shall not be named, I jumped over, so I didn't end up commissioner. Are you talking about an unnamed commissioner? I'm not going to name names, but I ended up not being last after the very final week. It was came down to it, but at that point, people try less because they know they're out of it. But I tried to the very last day. There you go. I was dropping and adding, and like you know, getting scouting reports on kickers like i think a kicker literally won me the points i needed to not be in last place that's how much i cared at the end so this year there's no excuse if i'm not top five okay that's i mean it's a high bar and we'll have a we'll do a little bet we got to figure out how to yeah we'll have to make it interesting between us but like yeah the week we go head to head is going to be fire on this show yeah yeah and i yeah i think i I forget who my i don't even remember who was on my team who's brutal anyway Justin Herbert, I know one. Oh yeah, it was a Herbert. Yeah, bad, bad year for me. Anywho, it'll be. I'm excited. I love it. Bring it on. I want to be in multiple leagues, but I've only got the invite for one so far. Do you do fantasy hockey? No, that's a lot of work. That one's daily grind. I used to, but it's it's too much. Yeah, maybe we'll get one going. We could do one with the listeners. Oh, that's a lot of work. But I said it out loud now, so we might have to do it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, let's take a break. We'll do the A-list on the other side. Um, I do have a NFL-related story. So let's keep that ball rolling. Sports at 590 fan, Justin and A-list, fan morning show. A-list is next. Sportsnet 590, the fan. Now it's time for hey, the A-list. Bing bong. Bing bong. Bing bong. What's up, baby? All right, one of the best podcasts out there, the two Kelseys chatting it up it was called new heights um they're pretty fun they're fun to listen to they got good video content too anywho this was trending um the other day so obviously we know taylor swift has kind of taken over the world oh, uh, yeah alas like truly everything on my timeline is swifties and one of the things that swifties are doing at all these massive stadium concerts that she's playing are making friendship bracelets ones that you put beads and you can like write things on. Like I would do like baby Friday or something like little bracelets. I might make you one now. Would you wear that? <laughs> sure. No, definitely. Yeah, I'd wear it. Oh, okay. You had to hesitate. Anyway, well, ma- I, just, I'm not a, I don't support the, the swift okay, movement just, whatsoever. So am I, would I be? They did invent bracelets. I'll tell you that. I was making okay. bracelets when I was like on this bus at Sutton public school. 
Okay. Anywho, they've been making bracelets. When you go to the Eras tour, everyone exchanges bracelets, and it's like you leave with an armful of bracelets. If you've watched anything, if you've seen Twitter, it's like oh, people... It's like, is that like a popularity contest? It's, it's a thing. Yeah, it's like, oh my God, like I got the most attractive people have like an arm exactly. full of bracelets. Okay. So, Travis Kelsey went... I'm leaving there with no bracelets. Yeah, you are you would actually... Yeah, <laughs> they wouldn't let you in. You have to dress up. No, I actually don't think I'd get through the doors at no, a swift concert. Like, yeah, you're lost, sir. Um, okay, so Travis Kelsey went to way. one of the... Uh, Taylor Swift concerts at Arrowhead. Um, and before the concert, he thought he'd have an opportunity to talk to Taylor. Or after the concert, he wanted to meet Taylor Swift. I'm sure he could have arranged that. Or I'm sure tr- she has like a little celebrity place to hang out. But uh, here's a clip from their podcast. He's a little disappointed because he had a plan of what to do with his friendship bracelet that he made for Taylor Swift. Speaking of Taylor Swift, I know you went to the Taylor Swift concert. How was it? Yeah, well, I was disappointed that she doesn't talk before or after her shows because she has to save her voice for the 44 songs that she sings. So I was a little butthurt. I didn't get to hand her one of the bracelets I made for her. You made her a bracelet? Yeah. If you're up on uh, Taylor Swift concerts, there are friendship bracelets and I received a bunch of them being there, but I wanted to give Taylor Swift one with my number on it. Not right now. Your number's in 87 or your phone number? You know which one. (laughs) (laughs) She doesn't meet anybody, or at least she didn't want to meet me, so I took a personal. She probably just hasn't gotten over the Super Bowl yet. She's a big Eagles fan. Maybe she just made something up and just didn't want to talk to you. Damn it. Could have been, but Travis Kelsey shooting a shot with Taylor Swift. But do you remember that article that came out maybe two years ago that Travis Kelsey and his girlfriend broke up because... In their five years of dating, he made her pay uh, half of everything. Do you remember that story? No. What? Where were you? They dated for five years, and his girlfriend at the time, Kayla Nicole, he made her pay half of everything. I'm not going to get into rights, but you are a multi, multi, multi millionaire, and you were making your girlfriend pay for half of everything. I mean, mm-hmm. anywho. So they broke up, and it became a huge story online because. Well, maybe he's. She complained. Maybe he's looking for half still. And Taylor Swift's got some money, so maybe that's why he's. I will say, like, not not that the pool is dwindling, but I like if I was in Travis Kelsey's position, Mm -hmm. I would have zero interest because I have zero interest in a song being written about me afterwards exposing my dirty laundry. Definitely open yourself up to that. I would be like, uh, no, we're not. I would have to sign in. What is an NDA? That's yeah. We're not doing a song afterwards, okay, Taylor? Not doing a song. But the people that Taylor Swift does write do write songs about. They get their own fame, so. Yeah, I mean, all attention's good attention. I think he's world, got right? enough attention, but this, he sh- shoots a shot. It doesn't work out. Taylor's uh, picky about. How is Travis Kelsey single? Because he makes his girlfriends pay for half of everything I when they're in a relationship. Okay, Frank Saravelli after the break. <laughs> uh, we'll chat with him about, uh, I wonder his take on Matt Murray, if there's going to be, some, if that's some shenanigans, if there's going to be anything to come from it, or just boom. LTIR, we'll chat about it later. Frank Saravelli, we'll talk about Vladimir Tarasenko's new contract. Then we'll have Madison Shipman on the second half of the hour, talk about the Toronto Blue Jays hosting the LA Angels starting tonight at the Rogers Center. That's all next on the Fan Morning Show.